What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Azizi Podcast. My guest today is Sandeep Panisar. He's an entrepreneur with an extensive background in telecommunications and information security. Sandeep has built numerous businesses in film and music industries. He also managed Edge Security Solution for the likes of Motorola and the U.S. Navy. Today, we're talking about the balance in life. How does high-performing individual like Sandeep keeps it together? How does he maintain his health? and what kind of challenges he had to face in his life and how he overcame it with fitness, dieting, and other techniques. I hope you will enjoy this episode, and of course, don't forget to subscribe and rate this episode with five stars and positive reviews. Thank you. Spinal surgical equipment, and then you want to be in the movies? Here I am, like, bragging, like, I used to be an accountant, then I went into, like, marketing and crypto, but, like, look at you. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was young at the time, right? So, you know, young, foolish, not really entirely certain what I wanted to do. So I was playing around with a lot of things. I mean, I'm still a partner in a film company. We still have a bunch of, you know, crypto projects, NFT projects and things like that, that we're working on on the side. Uh, none of them come to like massive fruition yet, but that's still, I like technology. And that's the, that's the one thing that it took me a long time to realize is that I really 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 love technology so if there's anything out there that's new different um ai metaverse iot driving cars all these things that are living on the edge right that's that's where i live and that's where i thrive and it's really a a a fantastic thing a place for me to be so i was able to build a web development company do information securities so security uh, for infrastructure and for networks and things like that and we had some very large companies that were on our roster like motorola u.s navy etc um that was back in the day so, so, then, so let, let, let's 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 yeah, I, I was just wondering, like, before go ahead, we go, go on, ahead. I just want, I really want, because I'm, I'm curious about film as well, like, what exactly did you do for, for film industry? Like, you still say you have, you have it, like, you got some, you got some projects there. Yeah, so, so, I mean, um, I personally was involved in writing a few films. I used to write children's cartoons to when I was in university. So Busy World of Richard Scarry, you can look me up. It's all over YouTube, right? I have some credits there. I did Petit Lulu. I did uh, Animal Crackers and a couple of other things. Um, and those were for kids, right? It, it just got me through university. It was just something to spark my creative energy. Uh-huh. And what I find with technology is... And it's funny because now all the large companies like IBM and Red Hat and uh, even the Intels of the world, they have TME groups, technology, media and entertainment groups, because I think they figured out the secret sauce that I didn't realize existed. So technology, media and entertainment all go together because they all rely on each other. And you can be very, very creative with technology, you can be very creative with media, media is marketing and entertainment, of course, is what what you need the infrastructure Mm -hmm. for, for all the fat pipes. And it's all connected by a screen on your phone. Exactly. Or on your phone or uh, or whatever, whatever you're going to put on your eyes or, you know, right, right. or your laptop or your TV. You know, I mean, I, I just, I, I find this stuff not just fascinating. I'm so passionate about it. And, and the creativity involved with it is just unique. So you can take film, video, like we were doing multimedia CDs back in the day. I don't even know if any of your listeners know what a CD is anymore. But <laughs> I'm sure they are. Compact discs <laughs> that we stuck them in a machine and you could play a song, not streaming, but also you could take the same CD, throw it in your computer, and then you get a multimedia experience. So we were doing that stuff very, very early on. And we did uh, 
uh, a website for King Kong, which was reissued by RK Radio Pictures, which was probably one of the first film or movie websites that was out at the time. Um, and so we we got involved with a lot of really interesting things, and it allowed us to take the technology, the entertainment, and the media and combine it together. And now I'm finding more and more that is much more necessary because you know you you can't be all left brain all the time or all right brain all the time you need to have some kind of a mix and you know one of the things you you brought up at the beginning of the podcast was you know, mental health and physical health you know i went through a a period where i had very very poor physical health so I used to smoke too much used to drink too much used to fly on planes too much didn't exercise um really didn't take care of myself at all I think at, at my worst, I was probably around 185 pounds. I'm down to about 153, 154, something like that. But I work out every day. I meditate every day now. I do yoga every day, go for long walks. These things that, that are really personally, take personal responsibility for my physical being and my mental being. And I find that our industry, because it is so fast paced and it's so high pressure and it moves so quickly, that and the, and the technology changes so so quickly that you have to keep up that it's very difficult to maintain that center line for yourself so that's interesting um it, it so it sounds like uh, you you just listed a lot of bad habits that you that you were uh, basically into but at the same time you're you're a higher performer and you're always doing all these projects you know with with tech and security and, and everything that you just discussed do you feel like you had to endure those bad habits? And they're not that bad. I mean, it's not like you were on heroin or something. You were just, you know, you said you were a smoker or something. So, yeah. but at the same time, at what point do you think, do you feel like you had to do it? So, so that's, that was kind of like your choice of balance. You had to like relax with like smoking and, and so, so junk food. If, and all if, you, if you, if you, if you look at, uh, and yeah, you know, thank you for calling me a high performing individual. But I mean, if you look at some of the really high performing individuals that are out there, um, you know, there's a lot of ADHD, a lot of ADD, a lot of OCD, a lot of um, mental challenges that come. And when you push yourself to the brink of creativity, and um, it, it becomes very, very difficult to discern what is real and what is not real. And sometimes people just need these things to just you know, depress the system and calm it down. And that's what sometimes people do. Now, I will tell you, right, you can't do that all the time, because I also broke my back, as I told you before, pro right. prior to, to this. And it comes from very bad living and not taking care of yourself. Now, other people go through even worse things, which is they have massive coronaries at 40, like this is a thing now, or massive coronaries at 50, and they die. And it's, it's it's very high pressure situation. So what I have come to realize is that really going one extreme to another doesn't work. You really need balance. I'm a Libra, you know, you got to balance, you got to balance everything. That's why we get along. Um, you go. The, the, you got to balance everything out. What, right? at, at, go ahead. Sorry, at what point did you understand that? Because, uh, you know, you have to like come to it at some point. And at what point did you say like, okay, this is not okay. I need to change my life. I need to change my health. I need to change my mental mental health as well as well as physical. Yeah, that so unbelievably, that was probably about eight years ago, right? Though it's very recent, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And there, there's a lot of this trying to try, if you will. So uh, it's like 
I'm trying to be better and trying to take care of my mental health and trying to work out and trying to do meditation and trying to create balance in my life. But that's all trying to try. And the day probably was probably about five years ago, maybe, where I said, I'm just going to do, I just woke up one morning and I said, anything I haven't worn for 10 years, I'm throwing out or not throwing out, but giving away, right? So, which I did. Anything that I haven't touched, any box that I haven't opened in 10 years, I'm throwing it away blind. I don't care what's in it, right? Releasing yourself from the, some of those anchors is a first really easy step, but it's also emotionally hard because we're people. So you want to look at what's in the box. You want to see what's there, but that's the same thing as like emptying out an apartment after a loved one has passed away. You'll open a box, you'll see pictures and you'll sit there and you'll, you'll go through things and you'll start to cry or you'll start to, to feel an emotional thing, uh, a moment, which may or may not, uh, prevent, may prevent you from, you know, getting rid of those things. And so that's what I did. That's not necessarily for everybody, but I did that and that in, in and of itself, it takes a certain, uh, I don't want, it's not confidence. It's a certain bravado just where you, you, you fight yourself and just courage. Say, I'm going to do this so that I can change. And as you, so, so that's, that was kind of like steps. a, that was sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. It, it sounds like it's like a ritual basically that you went through where you let go of, of things of the past. And it was, it was like, a, it was a symbol of beginning of something new in your life. Absolutely. Like I always believe that every ending is a new beginning, right? That's one of the, my, my core beliefs. Um, and you know, as things end, whether it's uh, a relationship or a marriage or, you know, passing of a loved one or whatever the case may be, it's, I always look for what can I take away from that and how can I learn from that? And the biggest thing for me, the biggest wake up call was when I broke my back because I was out for almost two years, didn't work. You know, we lived off savings, etc. And, um, sorry to ask, to but through that. How did that happen? I mean, that sounds like such a huge physical trauma. So it's bad living, right? Uh, it was a lot of bad living, not taking care of yourself. Back muscles get tight. You're on the plane all the time. Um, you're flying back and forth. And you can fly back and forth. I've done it. But then, you know, take time for yourself. Get a massage. Take a hot shower. Go to a spa. You know, do something for yourself. And we're so conditioned in this high-paced world to not do things for ourselves that you, when you compound it on top of compounding it on top of compounding it, then you get physical problems, you get mental health problems or challenges that that you have to try and overcome. Uh, you know, I went through two burnouts uh, while I was the CEO of uh, a CELEC here in Canada, and couldn't tell anybody because God forbid you tell somebody something like that, then you might lose your job. It was a private company and you know that's yeah especially if you're at the top spot basically and you cannot basically share like, that who, who are you supposed to rely on who you're supposed to talk to right except for your psychologists and anyone like that and i will i will say anybody who is in tech who is in a high pressure position should be speaking to someone that is not their family that is not their friends because it's the healthiest thing that you can do for yourself and i did it and it helped me immensely and it allowed me to create a center for myself, which is now such a strong core and such a strong center that can never be moved. You, it's funny you 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 you've mentioned the psychologist, but you said you know also not your friends or not your family. Uh, do you think it's counterproductive to share your worries with uh, with your closed ones? 
No, it's not necessarily counterproductive to share uh, your worries with your close ones. I definitely think like if you have close family and close colleagues that you can trust, then absolutely. But if you are in an environment where, you know, technology unfortunately creates a certain fear factor in terms of organizations that you work in, you can't tell your colleagues about your personal life or we dissect and create these lines very, very hard so that, you know, I, I play in a band, I play guitar, I sing, right? my bass player works for somebody else or my guitar player works or my uh, my other guitarist works for someone else right they won't talk about their personal lives with their employers because they don't want that to intermingle now that is a way of creating balance i'm not sure that how healthy that is either right but i'm not saying the way i'm doing it is is the most healthy way i just know that for me it works right and so once you went through that ritual of throwing you know, away like your past that you were like the anchor that you were holding on to. What was sort of like the next stage for you? What was the second thing that you decided to do in terms of your health? So this is uh, interesting, right? So I read a book uh, by a guy named Brendan Bouchard, uh, Bouchard, excuse me. Um, and he's got a podcast, uh, which is the Brendan Bouchard show. Um, and it changed my life. Uh, someone gave me the book. I read the book. Uh, series four of his podcast is him reading his book. Um, and it was about high-functioning people who end up in this exact same rut that I was in. And one of the things that he says in the book that I found incredibly powerful, which really changed my life, is take a measure of how much money you want to spend on yourself taking care of your health while you are sick while you're 70, 80, 90, if God forbid, God bless you that you, you're able to do it, get that, that age, and dealing with your sickness. And then decide how much you're willing to spend now on your health. So I joined a kickboxing studio, I uh, joined a gym, I bought a Fitbit, started you know, paid for some health apps and things like that to help me build programs and things like that paid for personal trainers um so that was what i invested in myself and i feel a million times better been doing that for four years and during the pandemic it was hard right because as you go through the pandemic you know you're stuck at home so i just went and bought a whole bunch of gym equipment so i have you know rope plates i have heavy bar i have bars here i've got kettlebells here i've got you know stability balls and i do it every single day without fail and even if i can't have the time to do that i will make sure i go out for a long walk and if you follow if, if any of you follow my instagram it's into sandeep it's right there in the thing um you can see like this morning i posted all the morning pictures of me going out i go out to the lake i just sit at the lake for a half hour and i look out and i meditate and i think and that brings an internal peace which allows me to do the things that I need to do in a much better way than I was doing when I was 20 or 25 or 30 when, when all of this stuff happened. How old are you right now? Uh, I just turned 52. Wow. I thought you were much younger because you look so much younger. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny because when, when I was 35, everybody probably, probably thought I was 50. So <laughs> it's, it's, it, it also takes, takes care of a lot of that piece of you too. 
Um, so Sandeep, uh, I'm sure like some listeners are, you know, probably super stressed out or like they work a lot and you just listed so many things, you know, classes, you know, purchasing feedback, tracking your stuff, kettlebells, uh, meditation walks. If there was like one thing, and I'm not saying like one is better than another, but obviously there is a balance and a good mixture of everything. But if you had to like recommend just one thing that people should start with from everything that you just listed, what would you recommend that thing be? So... I think the, the as thing a start, that I, the, yeah, as a start, I would recommend people sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, build two columns. Here are all the things I'm doing in the left column right now. And here are all the things that I want to do. And then ask yourself, why aren't you doing them? And what are the things in the left column that you could drop to make time so that you can do the things that you wanted to do? whether it's health, whether it's meditation, whether it's working out, whether it's going on a plane and taking a trip to Bali or wherever it, you, you might be, or Singapore or Chicago, it doesn't matter, right? Ask yourself those fundamental questions because you will be able to build a bridge and sit there and go, wow, some of these things that I'm doing are kind of useless and they're just time sucks. And here are the things that I want to do that I want to give time for, to and they don't take a lot of time, but I've created such, I don't want to say chaos, but it's like a little bit of a disorder in my life that it's difficult to actually go from one to the other because you get stuck in a routine. So break the routine, break the habit, create a new habit, do something new for 21 days, go for a walk every morning for 21 days, whether it rains, snow, shine, it doesn't matter. Why do you think so many people are stuck in this routine limbo that they're just not noticing the world around them? Like what what's happening with uh, with tech society right now? Like, it, do you think like this, this is a mass problem? This is what's happening. Sandeep is showing a phone right now. Yeah, that's what's happening. It's it's exactly that it is everybody's got their necks craned. Have you noticed the number of people that are walking around like sort of hunched over? right? It's because their necks are craned because they've trained their muscles to bend their heads to look at their phones. And it is, we are being sucked into this. I had a conversation with a, a really good friend of mine last night, Mark, who he works for the UN. And I thought you're uh, going to see Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't know him. We're not friends. Uh, no, but Mark, uh, who uh, he works for the UN and he works for UNESCO, actually, is a huge big data analyst for them. Um, we had this whole conversation yesterday about how we're rotting our brains. We couldn't remember the name of an actor in a film. And I said, wow, thank God I have IMDB that I can go on in there. And he goes, you know what? That's what's rotting our minds. We're not exercising our brains. You know, and he's, a, he's an incredibly smart person. So it's, it's really, um, I think we're too trained now like this. And I look at my children growing up, you know, first thing out of bed, it's like, pick up the phone. Like, I don't pick up my phone for an hour when I get out of bed. Is that uh, intentionally or is it just like the way? It's absolutely intentional. I do not pick up a phone until I get out, an hour until I get out of bed. I put my meditation music on before I go to bed and it goes off by itself after an hour or two hours, something like that. Don't touch the phone. It's on do not disturb. There are certain people that can get through my do not disturb screen if they call twice, like, uh, you know, my, my kids or my ex-wife or whatever right. the case may be, right? Or my parents as well, too, with family, primarily, right? Work? No, forget about it. it. I'm asleep. You know, leave me alone. And those are little things that you can do. I have on my phone a reminder that 
uh, goes off every four hours and it reminds me to be engaged, to be passionate and to be honest with everyone around me. Every four hours without fail, it goes off on my phone and it's tied to my Alexa, tied to my Google and it always goes off no matter where I am, I always get it. And so it's also a reminder like every four hours to recenter myself. You know, the other, like last night I had a difficulty falling asleep and I think I think like some people are having those difficulties as well. So how many hours uh, do you usually sleep per night? And uh, do you sometimes have difficulties falling asleep? And what do you do to fall asleep? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have difficulties falling asleep. So I'm one of those people where it's very difficult to turn off my mind. So when I get into bed, it's like click, 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 click. And it, it becomes very difficult to fall asleep. However, I do meditate every single night before I go to bed. So that does help. And this business of getting up at 530 in the morning or the five o'clock club, I'm not sure I 100% buy into this. However, I do know that when I'm up at five in the morning, I feel great. And I, I've gotten a lot done. And then at eight o'clock, I'm like, wow, I sit at my computer, I can do a bunch of stuff. But then I'm like working at eight o'clock in the morning, I don't want to do that. Um, but the other thing that I, I've started doing now is so I was getting up at uh, quarter to six or 530 or five, like it was always alternating between those three. Um, what I've started doing now is I have an Alexa, I've got a light. And so it does a sunshine alarm. So or sunrise alarm. So it, there's no music, there's no nothing, the light bulb just slowly goes on. And it's very gentle. And it's such a nice way to wake up. Like, I don't have the radio blaring in my ear or anything like that. So that's one thing that I do. It helps me with wake up. The other thing that I do as well, too, with sleep around sleep is that I've now started getting up at 5, 530 in the morning, starting my routine, but I'm only doing that three days a week. The other two days, like Tuesday and Thursday, I allow myself to sleep until 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. right? And it doesn't mean that I go to bed later the night before. I just allow my body to take that additional rest. And those nights where I allow my body to take that additional rest, I feel so much better in the morning. So when you ask how much I sleep, in general, I'm about a six hour a night sleeper. Uh, but those two days, I'll, I'll take the eight hours, right? Like go to bed at 11 and get up at, you know, seven or eight o'clock in the morning, take the full eight hours and allow myself to do that. And even if I'm awake in bed, I allow myself to lie in bed and think and meditate and not touch my phone. So I'm not checking WhatsApp, not checking Facebook, not checking Insta or anything like that, not posting anything. Just literally lie there and think about what do I want to do for myself today that is going to make me a better person. And I always tell myself every morning, you know, today I will be a better person than I was yesterday. That's it. Do you sometimes like sleep, meaning like, do you sometimes fail to do these things that you, you, you mentioned? Like, I feel like we all human being, right? Yes, we have to have like this discipline. Not the, like some people have this discipline, but do you like? Are you like a Jocko willing type of style? I always wake up at that, like at five and eight, or you know, sometimes you're failing to do that. I'm absolutely human, like everyone else, and I err and I fail to do these things. I do make sure I meditate every single day. Sometimes I just I get up in the morning. I was like, oh, damn, I'm late. I got to take my son to school. Um, and then I'm like, well, I don't have time to meditate. So I will come back during the day and make sure I have the time to do it. That's one thing I'm always steadfast about. It may not be always at the same time. And there's some mornings you just wake up and you're just like, yeah, no, I'm not getting out of bed. 
-hmm. it happens right we're all human we're all fallible we're all imperfect but i think if we embrace all of that imperfection it gives us the ability to rise up above that and not be um, stuck to it like i am not all high and mighty i'm not better than anyone else these are just the practices that i've implemented for myself that may or may not help others and i would love if they could help others because i've gone through a lot of things and i invite your viewers to contact me and we can talk about it as well too um you know it i think that if we recognize that we're all fallible then we take off a huge burden of pressure from our own personal shoulders because i think we are our own worst critics in this world there's so, nothing so anyone can say to me that would be more critical than i would say to myself so it's important not to judge yourself exactly do you adhere to any like special diets like what's your diet consist of right now <laughs> uh well on good days it consists of low carb intake and high protein um because i'm working out and uh i need that however on bad days it consists of burgers and fries and things like that i'm not perfect <laughs> you know but at least i try to make it all at home so we made hamburgers yesterday at home so i did that um making salmon on saturday already i i i'm not quite a meal planner but i try to plan out what it is i'm going to eat I mm -hmm. try not to eat out as much as I can, but then again, you know, you travel, you go to conferences and things like that. It's difficult to go out to restaurants that puts a certain pressure on you as well, too. It's a very oh yeah, sugar, always high, <laughs> high sugar, high salt diets, right? And then there's the you know uh, the 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 sets or the uh, the the networking hours and things like that mm -hmm. where you have to participate. Which I failed miserably at that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is that but you can always make up for it. Like you don't have to beat yourself up for one night or two nights mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And you know, the, the, this, this body shaping society that we live in where everybody's got perfect pictures and perfectly sculpted and perfectly filtered. It's like, it's all BS, right? Um, live your best life for you and just try to be a better person than you were yesterday. Just start with that. Mm-hmm. Sandeep, what are you focusing on right now professionally? Like what takes the most part of your day these days? So right now I'm looking at new technology. I'm looking at emerging technology and trying to figure out where all the lines intersect. That's one of the things that I'm very good at. Um, where I'm seeing things moving right now is um, 5G, when it is mature, will be uh, a huge key component for the underlying infrastructure. Satellite's going to be a huge key component of the infrastructure. Um, Self-driving or assisted cars, IoT, that's, and, and then the data analytics and gathering from the edge and how you process it and where you store it, that's going to be the big place. And so that's where I spend most of my brain power thinking about that in terms of the future, how we're going to do this, how we're going to put it together. And more importantly, like what I find super exciting right now is that we're in a transitory time which means that we literally have regular houses with self-driving cars, drones, IOT, you know, things that can be remotely controlled without us doing it. We're gathering data off rail heat, uh, CO2 emissions, things like that in buildings. And, and we're starting to control these things. And I see a world where we can have automated traffic lights, where traffic lights are sitting there going, oh, you know what? There are no cars. There's a pedestrian sitting there. 
we don't need to hold the red light for 30 seconds right optimization not to let him go yeah, yeah. right or mm -hmm. let her go, or let or let her go right so we're going to be much more hyper optimized world and i think the metaverse is going to is it's inevitable inevitable and it's another piece of the puzzle where we're going to be able to do data analytics and optics and things like that by interacting with some of these devices in that world real time and that's going to be really really interesting to see how we do it is it going to be by having a phone strapped to your eyes no it's not it's going to be something different i think we're moving towards more of a hollow deck kind of situation where we need to get something like that going um i'd love to see that but uh, yes, yeah, those are the things that are concerning me these days right now. Sandeep, thanks so much for your time. I, I really appreciate that you told us not only about, you know, the, the tech that you're working on right now, but also like your day to day. And I'm really, I re I'm really happy that we focused this podcast on health, mental and physical. And I'm very inspired. I actually want to improve my discipline and uh, that alarm clock with lighting. That's like a huge takeaway for me. I'm trying to do that too. I'll, I'll try to, you know, purchase something like that as well because, yeah, I feel like that's so much better than, you know, getting triggered by all the sounds in the morning, especially if uh, you have to wake up early and stuff. Go, go on to Amazon and look up the the Sengled lights. Those, that's the light bulb that I've got in my room, and I only have it in my room, but uh, uh, and they they're supposed to last ten years, so you know, wow, it's better than a regular light bulb. <laughs> Yeah, I'll check it out. It's not an ad, by the way, so that I really will no, check it out myself. Right. It's not an ad. It's not an ad. <laughs> drop it. There's tons. There's tons of them out there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sandeep. I appreciate it, and uh, I hope I will have you on my podcast again. <laughs>